0: Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. All right, thanks for joining me again this week on the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'll be your host again today. I'm the founder of LTI. And I'd like to talk to you about the optics of tissues. Now, this is going to be diving into super nerd territory again for the second week in a row. So. Um, If that's not your cup of tea, that's fine. But if it is something you want to know more about, definitely listen in. You can hear some more about wavelengths if you go back to last week's episode. That's episode 34, uh, Colors for Success. And that's how the wavelengths interact in the tissues specifically. But today, kind of flipping it around and talking about the tissues and how light interacts with different tissues in general. So, I'm going to be talking about three different keywords. They are penetration, scattering, and absorption. And this information is pulled primarily from a paper titled Optical Properties of Biological Tissues, a review. Uh, it was published in the Physics and Medicine and Biology Journal uh, back in 2013. And it is a very, very in depth look at optics in tissues. I'm only going to bring you a little bit of this stuff because it is heavy duty. But again, penetration, scattering, and absorption. What do we mean when we're talking about those three things? Why do they matter when it comes to applying laser or light therapy? Well, you need to know about those different factors in addition to knowing about wavelengths. So, when we say penetration, we're talking about how deep the light can get through the tissues how much of it can get through those tissues. When we talk about scattering, that has to do with how much light diffuses into the tissues instead of traveling on in a linear fashion. And then absorption refers to how the tissues take up the light. Now, these are all interrelated factors and you probably know that just from me saying these words, but if you have increased scattering in the tissues, then you're going to have decreased penetration. You you can't get light deeper through the tissues if they are very good at scattering the light and diffusing it throughout the tissues. If you have really high absorption in a particular type of tissue, then you also lose penetration depending on the tissue itself, of course. Now, all this matters because to get light to have a certain action in tissue, it has to be absorbed. That means that there's this balancing act between penetration and absorption in particular that really has a lot to do with how effective light can be in the tissues. So, that's where you have to start talking about what your therapeutic target is. Are you trying to get light in deep? Are you trying to get light to cover a large amount of tissue? It even comes down to what type of tissue you're getting into, because different tissue types have a different rate of absorption for different wavelengths, they have different rates of scattering, and you've got different penetration based on the wavelength through those different types of tissue. This can get complicated really really quick. That being said, let's start at the surface, the skin. The biggest barrier to getting light into deeper tissues is the skin. And I talk a lot about getting light into deeper tissues because most of the targets that we want to address with light therapy outside of wound healing really come down to getting light to those injured, deeper tissues, whether it be joint or muscle or tendon or nerve or bone. So the way that we talk about these things is very important when you start designing protocols or designing laser equipment or just thinking about selecting the right type of settings for the injury and the patient that you're working with. So the skin. The skin has a very high rate of scattering and depending on the wavelength it can have a high rate of absorption as well. What I want you to take away from my conversation here with you today is that the higher the wavelength is, the generally the less problems you have with absorption in the skin. And so, the less absorption you have in the skin, the more light you can get into those deeper tissues. Now, at 600 nanometers, you have a decent amount of absorption in the melanocytes, or the melanosomes, whereas at 400, it is very high, very high, and that is why your your color-dependent lasers, your greens, your blues, they really can't get to targets deeper than the skin because they are highly absorbed in the colored part of the skin, the melanosomes. Once you get to about 800, the amount of transmission through the skin, the absorption rate of the skin is much lower, and that continues to go lower all the way to at least 1200 nanometers from what we can tell. That means you're gonna get much better penetration of light through the skin in that 800 to say 1200 nanometer zone. Once you get through the skin, What's the next layer that you usually are going to have to deal with? That is the adipose tissue, at least the subcutaneous fat tissue that really you're going to find pretty much everywhere. There's some level of subcute fat um, in pretty much all your patients, some more than others, of course. So that's the next barrier we have to look at. Once we've made it through the skin, now we're looking at the absorption and the scattering and the penetration that light can have through fat the dominant absorption peak of fat is at 930 nanometers. And that means that if you are using a 930 nanometer laser, you're going to get pretty good penetration through the skin, but you're going to get quite a bit of of absorption in the fat. Now, if you're targeting fat, or a fatty layer, or the tissue that you want to work on contains a high percentage of fat cells, great, 930 is where it's at if you're wanting to get to tendons, muscle, bone, etc., uh, even blood vessels, 930 is going to be, it's not going to really get through fat layers very well, especially if you're talking about a large amount of fat. The absorption rate for 930 means that you're just not going to get good penetration through to the deeper tissue depths. Once you get through skin, and then the adipose, or fat tissue, your next barrier to penetration is going to be blood and water. Blood, in particular, we're talking about the hemoglobin being the uh, chromophore that really absorbs light the most. And hemoglobin has different absorption peaks based on whether it is oxygenated or deoxygenated. For both deoxygenated and oxygenated hemoglobin, absorption peaks at about 806 nanometers. But, for oxygenated hemoglobin, right around 900 is a very, very nice sweet spot in the curve for absorption in hemoglobin. And what we theorize happens is when oxygenated hemoglobin absorbs light in that 900 range spectrum, it will change conformation, it will drop oxygen, and become deoxygenated, where then it absorbs light, more specifically at about that 800 uh, to 800 to 900 range. But if you're dropping oxygen off from hemoglobin, and you're talking about blood vessels, then the idea is you are delivering more oxygen to the tissues, which of course is critical for healing. The next one is water, and water is a critical, and it's really the most prolific chromophore that you'll find in the cells, because you've got bound water within the cells, and within the mitochondria, you've got uh, free water that floats in the interstitial uh, fluids, and this study says that bound water has a peak absorption at 970 nanometers. Now, I have thrown a ton of numbers and information at you. What I would encourage you to do is go back and listen to last week's episode about wavelength first, then come back to this one because it might make more sense. But when we're talking about these factors of penetration, scattering, and absorption, you have to keep in mind what you're trying to accomplish in the tissues. If you're looking at wound healing very superficially, you can utilize wavelengths that you wouldn't otherwise utilize for deeper tissues. Your visible red, even your visible blue, potentially could have uses because you're not looking to get good penetration, you're looking to get good absorption in those surface level tissues as well as good scattering. Scattering can be important because it means that you can affect the tissues in a larger area and it diffuses into the neighboring tissues at that surface level. But, if you're trying to get to deeper tissue injuries that's where you need to start looking at the wavelength and the type of tissues that you're trying to work through. Are you trying to get good absorption in the skin for a deep tissue injury? No, you want good penetration through the skin. That's going to happen best at that 800 nanometer wavelength from what we know. What about absorption into the tissues? Well key tissues are going to be hemoglobin uh, and bound water. They could even include fat layers, uh, especially if we're talking about the tissues around the knee. Fat absorption can be very important. So that's where we have sweet spots around 900, 930, 970, 800, 805, 810, somewhere in there. And, and there's a good chance that you you didn't even make it this far with me, and this is just not your thing. This is not what you're interested in. I'm not trying to make you an expert in optical properties, of tissues, but give you a little bit of why these wavelengths matter, why your equipment matters. If you've got light that's getting output at say 630 nanometers, and you're using it to address deep tissue injuries, it's not likely to be that successful. And these are the reasons why. I hope this was somewhat illuminating for you. You like that? Um, If you wanna know more, Shoot us an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you don't want to know more, I don't blame you. Skip this episode. Join us next week. We'll be back on some things that are uh, a little bit more clinically relevant, uh, hopefully, for you. But I, uh, as always, if you uh, want to leave us a review, that would be fantastic. You can scroll down to the bottom here if you're listening on iTunes and leave us a review. Leave us a little bit of feedback. Otherwise, I will talk to you about less nerdy things next week. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.